singer to singer. Sophie Bancroft in conversation with jazz vocalist Fiona Duncan. Episode 9, From Dixieland to Mainstream. interesting Mm -hmm. um, is when you were a teenager you were listening to Ella and Sarah and and, you know listening to Mm. mainstream stuff and then you did a lot of stuff with the Stompers which was the Chad Mm -hmm. side then you did the Georgian which was presumably Mm -hmm. more of the mainstream side again then you went then you went to Penman and Mike Hart and that was back to the Chad thing which are quite different yeah but I mean also I did that thing with the country band in London, Malcolm Price Trio. And we did a lot of broadcasting, you know, and it was five-string banjo, you know, doing, like, Flat and Scruggs stuff, Mm. you know, and great, but really, really country stuff. Not country western. It was country. Mm. And I loved that, you know, I loved the harmonies. Mm. And that was really the only time that I was involved, except when I was very young, Mm. With doing harmonies, and I liked that, mm. you know. Um, but it was really just, you know, it was a kind of stopgap, you know. But I did things around the folk scene then in the 60s, the mm. folk scene in London, and met uh, Peggy Seeger and uh, oh. First time ever I saw your face. Mm. You know, I met a, a mm. lot of the died in the wool folk singers because I lived in Jimmy's house in mm. London, so yeah. you know I was yeah. mixing you're, you're with, the heart of with it, really. them as well. Yeah. You know, but I was too. You know, for them I was too modern. Yeah, yeah. Modern my thinking as well as you know. Yeah. So with the more mainstream stuff, which is how I've always known mm. you as a singer, really. And has been very much the last sort of mm. three decades for you, really, hasn't it? Yes. Do you think you did less of that early on because it would have meant you having to lead bands and you were getting these offers from the trad? Is, is that kind yeah. of what you went on? You yeah. think the trad bands were giving you? Yeah. It was there on a plate. It was there. It was the Sophie. The Fair easy enough, way out. Yeah. Fair it's enough. terrible. I never lifted the phone. Yeah. Never lifted the phone to look for work. I couldn't make myself do it. Yeah. You know? I couldn't do it. And that's pride comes before a fall, my mother used to say. To and fro. Yeah. 
thing is that always the Ella songs, I mean, I could sing you Frank Sinatra, song for singing love, swinging lovers, note for note. Mm. I could sing every phrase he did because I listened to it and listened to it. Uh, Black Coffee, Peggy Lee, Something Cool, June Christie, uh, Frank Sinatra, Songs for Swinging Lovers, uh, Ella with Mr Paganini, anything that she did. Mm. Uh, it was just, I mean, I could, I could spend my night just sitting listening. Mm. So that was your, your love, your that passion. That was my passion, yeah. yeah. That was my passion. And, uh, you know, every time I hear, <laughs> you know, swinging down the lane, it looks like I can hear, I hear Frank Sinatra, you know, everybody's hand in hand swinging down the lane. I know, and all these songs, they just, you know, I remember all his phrases and I remember trying to learn the Ella, uh, Lady Be Good, and decided, nah, <laughs> I can't get my tongue around that. <laughs> but I'll tell you, the thing is, it was the energy that singing the Dixieland, the way mm. I sang it, mm. it was the energy I had to use. I can't do that. No, now. no wonder I was listening. And it's extraordinary. I can't extraordinary. Do it. And the thing is to keep going back, you want to get in touch with the old familiar, just don't do it, you know, just leave it. I didn't start getting more into the mainstream until I started working with Ronnie, Ronnie yeah. Ray. So when did you meet Ronnie? Uh, first of all, at a wedding, my girlfriend's wedding in London in, in the early 60s. Uh, he was with the Welsh band, uh, maybe mid-60s. He was with the Welsh band. And it was Tucker Finlayson's wife, Maggie, was my best friend. And uh, I went to their wedding and I met Ronnie at the wedding and took an instant dislike to him because he was Scottish and he was flippant and and I, I thought, you know, giving our nation a bad name, you know. <laughs> you know. And he was hanging about with Donald Finnis and Tucker's brother, who was a wild and woolly guy, very nice, but wild and woolly. And uh, I thought, no, I don't like him. And I'd you know, I'd heard him playing but you know, it was just, the Welsh band was a great band and you didn't pick anybody out, so. Uh, and then I met him again when I was going to the States with Mike Hart the first time. Uh, he was, he came into a gig and played and I immediately thought, oh, a great sound. Oh, what a great sound that is. I could sing with that, no bother. And then he didn't go that year. I think it was the next year he went to uh, Sacramento. He, he, 
worked there with when I was over with the band. And it was just different working with them, you know. Mm. Um, I'd never, the bass had never been the thing I listened to before. It was always the piano. Okay. Because the bass players I worked with, um, before that really, had, Tucker was a good bass player, but we went through a lot of, you know, nothing happening bass players, you know. Yeah. And I mean, I could, if I could hear Ronnie, I knew exactly where I was in the tune and everything, and that was the mm. the glue, you know. I mean, it changed the way I I started freezing okay. because you know with with the Dixieland thing, it was so precise and sticking, you know, sticking to the right the way the band did it, you know, not sitting on the band like you can do yeah. once you find out. If they trust you, yeah. you know, you can sit on top of yeah. what they're playing over it. Took me years to find that out. And when I did start, the Dixieland people thought I'd lost my title. <laughs> they thought I'd lost, you know, they yeah. thought, and I used to have to say, now look, whatever you hear coming out of me, don't stop because I've not lost the place, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I mean, I can remember doing that. So many places, just don't stop because I've not lost the place. He moans, he grunts, he groans, moans just like a cow. Ain't nobody else can blame this stuff. Love, because he ain't got a shot at But the USA uh, things were, were great. It was great because you were seeing other singers. You never get to see, you know what it's like, you mm. never get to see other singers. Mm. You can only hear them, but you're always working at the same mm. time as them. Yeah. But it was over there, it was so easy, and they would let you know who else was on. And, you know, if you want to hear somebody that's good, go and hear this. And yeah. So I had a, a great time, and, and that's, I think, when I, you know, it was after that, and, and meeting Nellie Lutcher, I met the guy who had put, uh, he he was, his name was Alan Eichler and he was Nelly's recording manager and he invited Ronnie and I around to his house and he said that he managed the elderly jazz singers like Anita O'Day right. was his and... Uh, of several other singers of that ilk. Yeah. And he said he would like to manage me. And he'd done this, they, they had done all the the voices on, a, a voiceovers on a movie that, that he'd had something to do with. I never actually found out what the whole thing was, but he wanted me to come back over to the States again and, you know, come into his stable. And, and, and I thought, Nah, you know, <laughs> I, I uh, sort of decided very early on that really Scotland was my home and that's really where I wanted to be. And I didn't really fit in totally anywhere else. Mm. Uh, so that brought us up to, oh, you know, making the record with, uh, I'd 
made an album before with um, the, when the two the front line with George Penman's band and the rhythm section from Edinburgh. I decided to put East and West together and record this album, just call it Few and His Fellas. And uh, it was, we did it in six hours, mm. something like that, because you didn't hang about mm. in these days mm. when you were paying for the thing, you know. Yeah. And it was a good recording. It was, um, I, I took, I was going over and tour to Canada with the Stompers again and the West Coast and I thought right it's cheaper getting your albums pressed over there so I took over the masters and took them to the studio I was told to go to got them pressed and I think I had 750 or a thousand pressed and got the records and we had a, a roadie over there John Mackay, I think his name was, and uh, he used to take us about. It was a long journey. We flew mm. a lot of the places, but he had the van, and he had all my LPs in the van. And then halfway through the tour, he disappeared, mm. and we never saw him again. And he had all my oh, all my albums. I think I had something like fourteen. <laughs> I brought back with me, and I thought, well. That was a bit of a waste, mm. but it's still a good album, you know. And um, I would—I haven't heard it for I think about fifteen years, but I can remember being at the time reasonably pleased yeah. with what we'd done. Um, it was Jack Finley on piano, uh, Murray Smith on drums, Johnny Harper, John Phillips played guitar on it in some of them. Johnny Harper on banjo, Kenny MacDonald on bass, Gordon Dillon, George Kidd and Dick Stroke. And it, they were, it was a fine band, you know. And uh, after that, uh, you know, we sold a few albums, but uh, the only ones I had left... You know? <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, so I don't know where they are. They're lying about yeah. in Canada somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so if anybody finds them, please <laughs> let me know. <laughs> I mean, that's like trombone. Make it talk, oh, honey, make that thing sing. start working your own bands? Um, it was after I'd met Ronnie. Mm. And you'd been working with George Penman and Mike Hart. I'd been working with George Penman and Mike mm. Hart and anybody else, that, you know. Yeah. And I'd put, I'd put a trio together or just I'd put Tom Finley or John Cairns or, you know, yeah. whoever I could get to do whatever, you know. Oh, Latasha, there was one, though. Latashi was, we did that for nearly three years. Uh, and that was Bruce Adams, Ronnie, young Ronnie, John Ray and Ronnie. And, you know, Ronnie reminded me last night that he said, don't forget, we lost the gig at Latashi because it was too busy. 
Yeah. And it was. Yeah. On a Friday, Saturday, yeah. Sunday, it used to be... You couldn't move. Yeah. I mean, Bruce used to blow into the audience and it was suddenly yeah. just, you know, but it was... They were yeah. I used to do that gig as yeah, well. Yeah, I remember. And it was crazy. Crazy And gig. you would be right by the door. The band That's was right. right by the door. And I remember bouncers would just come past you, past your lips yeah, as you were singing to grab someone I out. know. I know. <laughs> no, it was, it was crazy well, gig. Well, that was, it? that was, you know, we did that for nearly three years, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Let you read Was that your first main band under your own name then? Yeah, with, with yeah it was, Ronnie, Ronnie, and, Ronnie and John. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember your, I remember they had the the yellow plaid oh, yeah. waistcoat. Was it waistcoat? No, it was, it was next. That's Darling. right. It was next tweed jackets <laughs> oh, those and mustard shirts. That's right. Mustard shirts yeah. and yeah. trousers. And I can't remember how fucking fortune I paid for that. And they hated them. <laughs> They looked but, good, though, on stage. I know, but you, they didn't like looking good on stage, <laughs> you know. You can take a horse to water, <laughs> but you can't make a drink. How did you choose repertoire and did the rest of the band? Well, everybody chipped in a bit, you know, but I, I had in my mind songs that, I mean, Sophie, I have lists that are... lists upon lists upon lists that go back nearly... 65 years of things I've listened to and written down thing I'd like to do that, I like that one no, I don't like that, I like that I like that, I have lists and lists and the number of times the same song has appeared on the list over the years yeah. and I've still scratched the surface you know, when, when Brian comes through and, you know He'll see. He'll just go to the piano and have a, and I, whatever he plays, I usually know the words of mm. because it's yeah. from years yeah. there. But if we get the fake book, we just go through the fake book. Yeah. And Brian, say how about this one? Oh yeah, I don't really. Do you know that one? How about this one? Do you know that one? You know. Yeah. And so it's easy. You know, it's easy with Brian. Yeah. Ronnie would suggest songs. You know. And I sometimes don't hear it the way he hears it, you know. Like, I don't hear the way he gets the feel of it. I mm. have a different feel mm. for it because it's going back to a different place. Mm. It's like getting your clothes made or buying the finished article. Mm. I always would rather, rather buy the finished article because I know what it's going to look like. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, you know, it's like that. I listen to... Mm somebody else's version and as many versions of it as I can yeah. instrumental as well Bruce was probably the first musician I booked other than the rhythm section you know and that was for Latashi, and he was he was great, mm. you know, he really was. And I, I don't know if we were really doing what he was 
he wanted to do, you know. He never voiced an opinion on it, mm. but... Um, so presumably the decision to move back to Scotland was because you had got your back yeah, injury. Yeah. Do you ever fear wish you had relocated again? No. Or are you glad that you oh, based no. yourself here for the rest no, of your life? No, I'm It feels like since well, since you came back you, you did the work with George Penham and Mike Hart, mm. but then after that point you've very much steered your Journey, mm. yeah. which, which maybe is because you stayed here. I, I think it is. Episode featured the song Trombone Cholly from George Penman's CD Fidgety Feet. You can hear more tracks by Fiona Duncan at www.soundcloud.com forward slash Fiona Duncan. Singer to Singer is a Sophie Bancroft production. Visit www.sophiebancroft.co.uk for more information. Mm-hmm.